Lurking in the shadows is a predator unlike any other. Cities all over the nation be on alert. This predator doesn't slow down. It doesn't take a break. It's always on the prowl. Joining you on the prowl to talk Jacksonville Jaguars is Dan Tatora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Proud to be here with you in the second hour of today's broadcast on Monday, November 12th, and here on the prowl is what we do in the second hour of our Monday broadcast here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Speaking on the Jacksonville Jaguars, we're going to expand it a little bit into the UCF Knights football program as well because we're with my guy Jason Lucas who has worked in the media world and has been on kind of both sides of the coin, has been on the PR side and working within an organization and then being on the other side of it as media. So he's seen both sides and I definitely appreciate him being on the show. So Jason, this morning, how are we doing today? Doing great, Dan. Good morning. Now, being down in Florida, obviously, there's a lot of different things going on, going on. A lot of different teams down there, recruiting and whatnot. So many different aspects of the world of sports. Just what, kind of to start there, just what you could say about the the beautiful state of Florida. The fact that you know there is so much that the high schools and the recruiting and and what that does for teams around the nation, and then on top of that, multiple NFL teams, multiple productive college football teams. Just what the state of Florida means to you and means to the world of sports. Sure, yeah. I mean, the state of Florida is deep. I mean, from high school um, all the way with the high school kids going up to college and NFL, too. I know people think the NFL teams are terrible here, but those aren't all Florida kids either. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much I've been privileged this year on Friday nights. I've been able to go to a football game every Friday night in high school and check out some of the kids that are going to different schools. Uh, we got a kid from Edgewater down here that I got to check out is going to Virginia. A uh, few more kids that are going to UCF that play for Seminole High School. Just, I mean, it's really deep as far as the talent goes. Uh, every week you're seeing somebody new that's going to be good next year, might be going to college. You get to turn on the TV next year and watch them. Uh, the state of Florida, man, it's just deep, and, and I think everybody wishes they could be us <laughs> now, outside of Texas. I think Texas can match us, but that's about it. Speaking here with Jason Lucas this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. And Jason, to go on the prowl and, and to have this uh, you know Jacksonville Jaguars conversation, like I said, it's something that – we do uh, we do every week during the season, pretty much here on the show, except for you know obviously the bye week that they had off. But what can you say about Jacksonville? Because it's you know they've they've fallen off the wagon. They've had a lot of injuries. They lost their starting left tackle Cam Robinson. Their backup left tackle Josh Wells had to go out and get Eric Flowers, who was doing absolutely nothing. Leonard Fournette has been injured throughout. And then you look at T.J. Yeldon has had to play not 100%. Corey Grant's been on injured reserve. Austin Severian Jenkins on injured reserve. Marquise Lee on injured reserve. The entire offensive line at some point, besides the left tackle position, has been injured or on the injury report. And then, you know, defensively, it's almost like they forgot how to be themselves. There's a lot of things going on. 
But I didn't name Blake Bortles in that. Everybody wants to blame Blake, but a lot of injuries and a defense that seemingly looks like sometimes it's just either given up or it's just not on the field focused. I mean, what, what can you say about the Jaguars' current state of being? Well, I mean, last year was a great year for the Jaguars, and uh, I think sometimes explaining to fans what goes into magical seasons like what they had in 2017, it's hard. It's hard to explain because if you do it once, they expect you to just turn right around and be in the AFC Championship game again, looking Tom Brady in the eyes and you know having a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. A lot went into that last year, and a lot of you know you've got to be healthy first of all. That's number one. If you're not a healthy football team, it's hard to compete in the NFL. The guys that are backups are usually backups for a reason. I mean, you tell them to step up, and some of them do, and some of them don't. And right now, the Jaguars are having a lot of guys come in that just aren't getting the job done on on especially the defensive side of the ball, which everybody expected to be pretty much lights out this year. Uh, I, I wish they were doing better. It, it would be awesome that the Jags could repeat that, but it's really hard to do when you have that amount of injuries that you listed. When you look at Blake Bortles, though, I mean, he, he's been up and down and around the corner. He's dealing with all those injuries. I look at a couple of years ago where he struggled a lot and he didn't have a lot of help on the offensive line. He didn't have Leonard Fournette. So, you know, with all the injuries and everything that's happened, he's kind of gone back to that. So I've said, you know, look at the scenario he was in a couple of years ago and his struggles. Look at it now. The struggles look similar, but there are a lot of people out there that want to just blame Blake and nobody else. How would you respond to that? Well, I mean, that's why you play quarterback in the NFL. You're, you're going to take the blame. You're, you're going to be the fall guy when things aren't going right. No matter what else is going on, you're always going to be the fall guy. And, and it's times like this that are really going to show what Blake is made of. Because if Blake can handle this, you know, next year if they're healthy, they could have a good year like last year again. So if he can take it on the chin this year and make the best of a season that's not what everybody was hoping for, uh, and as long as he remains uh, the guy that Marone wants in there pu- pulling the trigger for his team, there's no reason why they can't do this next year as long as everybody comes back healthy, though. You've got to have everybody ready to go. Uh, the injuries just have bit them so deep this year, it's really hard for them to win anything. Speaking here with Jason Lucas this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. Jason Lucas has been on both sides of the coin, like I said, uh, working within an organization in public relations and then being on the other side of it is media covering an organization. Uh, to, to the Jaguars organization, Blake Bortles, the, the future of that, uh, how do you see it? How do you look at it? Do you, do you think that Blake has something left in the tank? Do you think that he is somebody that you know should have the opportunity to lead the team moving forward or, you know, despite all the injuries and whatnot, are you kind of looking at him saying, you know, he is consistently inconsistent because I mean, I, for the last four years I've defended Blake this year, it's kind of hard to defend the way he's playing, but at the same time, there's all those injuries. So how do you assess that situation and kind of Blake moving forward? I mean, I think Blake's the guy you probably want to keep around just because last year he proved that he could get you there. He proved that he could get you within shouting distance of the Super Bowl. I mean, they were right there up 10 points on the Patriots, up there up there in the cold where nobody gave them a chance. And Blake had a lot to do with that. Blake had a great game against Pittsburgh last year in the playoffs. That It's easy to forget that when times get bad. 
And I think if they hang with him, they're going to be thankful they did because who else do they have in the fold right now that could even come in and do what they want to get done? I think Fournette's a big part of this team. When Fournette's not in there, that's huge for their offense because they like to hand the ball to him 25, 30 times a game. When that's not happening, who are you depending upon? The quarterback. Well, they're not really a passing team, Dan. So, like, it's really hard to change who you are right in the middle of the season. You know, you go into training camp and you're like, all right, we're a team with Leonard Fournette. We're going to hand the ball off 25, 30 times a game, specifically to him, not even mentioning what you would do with TJ Yeldon. So when you change that and say, all right, well, we're going to try to throw the ball now more than we would normally do it, it's not as easy because teams are expecting it. Teams see it on film every week. They know what's coming, and it doesn't make it any easier on your quarterback for sure. No, absolutely, and and that's you know that's a point that obviously matters to me is the fact that you know I tell people all the time you know oh Blake's not elite he doesn't have to be elite every time I get that conversation he's not elite he's not this he's not Tom Brady he doesn't have to be they're a running team that plays good defense that is the Doug Marone way it is the old school way it is what they want to do when you take that away from them and you say Blake you're going to have to throw 50 times in a game or 40 times in a game it's a different world it doesn't work out we've seen it numerous times it just doesn't happen so uh, before we get to UCF really quick, Jason, to to look on the defensive side of it, you know, there's a lot of healthy guys on defense for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So to say, you know, with the Calais Campbells and the Malik Jacksons and the Jalen Ramseys and A.J. Boyes and Barry Churches and Talvin Smiths and Miles Jackson and, and so on and so forth, the defense that was arguably the number one in, number one defense out of 32 NFL franchises in the country last season is – not playing well and Jalen Ramsey is always running his mouth and getting embarrassed this year after running his mouth what do you think about the defensive side of it because again everybody wants to talk about Blake but this defense has returned pretty much everybody outside of the retirement of Paul Puzlesny so how do you assess the situation of what's going on with the defense right now and then secondly what you think about Jalen Ramsey and his inability to keep his mouth shut <laughs> well, I think defensively, you just, I mean, the Jaguars, what made them great last year is they pressured quarterbacks. They, they made quarterbacks make mistakes, and they were forcing turnovers. Right now, that's just not happening. I mean, you've got to have guys up front that can get to the quarterback so you can keep your coverage back. If, you, if your front four is, is producing like they did last year, you're going to have an amazing season like that where people are looking at you as the number one defense in the league. This year, that's not happening. They're not forcing as many turnovers. They're not doing what they're supposed to be doing as far as the fan base is concerned. So, of course, there's going to be cause for concern, basically. Um, Jalen Ramsey, I mean, some guys just run their mouth a lot. There's nothing you can ever do to stop them. Um, you know, it, it's situational. you got to just kind of hold it in if you're Jalen, but some of those guys just don't do that. And you got to deal with that internally. You know, when you got a guy like Tom Coughlin calling the shots behind the scenes, that's a guy that's not going to put up with that for too long. So you never know what could happen. No, and I agree. Speaking here with Jason Lucas, let's let's flip to UCF. First and foremost, College Game Day made the decision to go down to Central Florida coming up here and UCF uh, taking on Cincinnati for this College Game Day. There was instant backlash, instant you know, why are they going down there? People making fun of it, all this negativity, 
Why would you go? How, how, how do you address that? And how, because you and I know uh, when it comes to UCF that, you know, there's respect out there and there's a huge fan base of respect. And then there's the other side of things. When you get college game day, it's an amazing thing, should be an amazing thing. People should be excited and happy and appreciative. Yet the internet, in some instances with some people, responded so negatively to it. How do you see it? Well, I only see it from the inside. I don't listen to any of that outside noise, people hating on who UCF plays and all that stuff. You know what? We don't control that. We don't control that. That's not our fault that four years down the road, you know, some of the teams weren't good teams or hurricanes came through and we weren't able to play Georgia Tech, North Carolina. Not our fault. So they can make all the noise they want. College game, they made their own decision. It wasn't like we offered them millions of dollars to come to UCF this weekend. Uh, It's a light weekend in the SEC. I think it's it's a a breath of fresh air. Let me say that correctly. A breath of fresh air for them to come somewhere like UCF that's not in a quote-unquote power conference and give those guys some love because they've college game day themselves have taken it on the chin for not giving love to schools like UCF, Fresno State, Boise State, etc. So I think it's awesome that they're coming, and I'm excited as a UCF guy. It's great to see them come to town because for years and years we've looked at college game day as the show that you've got to get on and there were years where they never even talked about us. They took forever to talk about UCF when Blake Bortles was part of a 12-1 and season and won the Fiesta Bowl. So pretty awesome to have them coming, Dan. I'm very excited to, you know, try to get off work on Saturday and be a part of that. And uh, But definitely we'll be at the game Saturday night. The UCF Knights, when we look at, you know, their – current season right now I mean they're they're nine and0 in the 2018 season last season this team just continued to win and win and win and win they had they played 11 games because unfortunately like you said the hurricane and then played in the championship game made it 12 and then defeated Auburn which is 13 so they are on a 22 to nothing winning streak you know 22 zero from 2017 through now, just what you can say about this winning streak, what it means. Like you said, some people want to talk about, ah, they don't play anybody, ah, they don't this, they don't that. The team is 22-0. and 0. Nobody else in the country of 130 Division A college football teams is 22-0. and 0. So just what you could say about their, their run, what they've done, and the fact that they did this run in the midst of a coaching change that saw the head coach and the entire staff shift to somebody else and yet they still keep winning. Yeah, it's, it's been pretty magical. I mean, as, as somebody who sat through 0-12 three years ago and just, you know, we didn't know where we were going and what we were doing, and Scott Frost was the right guy at the right time for this, for this program. I think it was very awesome. Uh, just the way Danny White brought him in, uh, it was just, you know, it was just two years ago today. I was looking at my throwbacks today. Two years ago today, UCF was bowl eligible, getting their sixth win of the season in 2016. Um, and, of course, that was their last loss was the bowl game. So, but like I was talking about with the Jaguars, I mean, UCF has had that kind of run because they've been healthy, because they've been able to keep everybody, because Mackenzie Milton's only missed one game in that whole run. It's been really fortunate for them to have this kind of run. I mean, obviously the team has a stable of backs with Killens, 
Otis Anderson, et cetera, et cetera, back there. They've had McCray step up. It's been an amazing year just this year even because we didn't think it was going to stay that way. A lot of us that are level-headed thought that we'd lose at least one or two games this year. Right now, I mean, it's looking like 12-0 and is a definite possibility with going back to a New Year's Six game. It's just been super magical. I don't know any way to explain it other than that because it's an impossible thing that they've done to turn it around from 0-12 to a team that's now won 22 consecutive games and college game day coming to town. Cincinnati's coming to town this weekend for a big game. We'll try to make it 23 on Saturday. And when you see this, you see this team and, and what they've done. And like you said, you know, to, to be level-headed and, and look at this team and say, okay, you know what, there's a coaching change. There's going to be, you know, obviously the, the talent's still there and the guys that, that had come onto the team, they're still there. But, you know, this team is, is, is making a shift and they're losing a coach that helped them get there. How how tremendous is it for you, and have you ever seen anything like it for as long as you've covered sports and been around sports, that you can change a head coach, change the assistants, change the entire staff, and yet not miss a beat? Because I've never seen that in 15-plus years of being a broadcaster. No, it's it, you're right. It's completely unheard of uh, for them to do that. And, and the credit on that goes to the athletic director, Danny White, who went out and said, well, I've got my ace in the hole. If Frost leaves me, I've already been talking to Josh Heupel, and we're going to bring in a coach that has the same kind of offense, but maybe even a little bit more up-tempo. What people don't realize, because they don't watch us, is that UCF is actually more up-tempo now than they were with Frost. Now they're getting a snap-off every 11 to 12 seconds. It's pretty incredible to watch in person. They just play after play after play. They're having three-play, 75-yard drives that last 52 seconds. They're snapping the ball so fast, the other team doesn't know what to do. There's a clip out there right now showing kids from Pittsburgh flying all over the place trying to fake injuries to stop the clock because this team goes so fast. So Josh Heupel's come in. He's done an incredible job. He kind of just took the torch from Scott Frost and, and kept everything the same. He kept the family atmosphere. You feel like... The team, the fans, all the way down the line, everybody's in a cohesive unit, and everybody's got one goal, and that's that we want to be respected. From those who respect Power 5 teams, we want them to respect us the same way they do them because we're winning football games. How, how do people argue winning 22 in a row? I don't understand how people argue that. with Oh, well, you haven't played anybody. Okay, well, Auburn's nobody. That's what you're saying. Because <laughs> that Auburn team last year that beat two number one teams in a row, that's who we beat in the bowl game. So how how is anybody arguing the fact that UCF said, "Well, then we're national champions"? Well, and and that's and that's the thing that comes down to it is you know there's a lack of respect for the American Athletic Conference. There's a lack of respect for what they've done. Now, granted, Navy's down this year and Memphis is down this year. But XMU has found a way to find some success under Sonny Dykes in his first season. Temple is is always, you know, that giant killer or, per, or, per, or you know, potential giant killer. South Florida is not doing bad under Charlie Strong. They've had a moment or two, but they're still, you know, doing what they need to do. Houston's obviously gotten better from what they were putting forward last year. But there's that, you know, it's not a Power 5 conference 
so UCF doesn't matter. And UCF essentially gets treated like they're part of Conference USA still, or they're part of, you know part of the Mountain West, or whatever you want to call it, wherever you want to go across the country. I don't agree with the disrespect for the American Athletic, but I think they go hand in hand because the AAC doesn't get a lot of push nationally. UCF doesn't get a lot of push nationally, but you know it's it's one of those issues where until that mentality changes with the people making decisions, they're going to look at this as, oh, isn't it cute that you're winning, you know, good games against bad teams, but at the same time, these teams aren't bad. These teams aren't horrible. These teams have been through hell. These teams have lost coaches consistently and found ways to be successful. So, you know, it is, it's this conversation that goes back and forth and back and forth. And I've had these back and forth conversations for months upon months and years upon years. But, you know, that's the tough part of it all is, is that people don't want to give respect to the American athletic and what these teams have done and the fact that these coaches are poached almost every single year by the Power Five conferences. So, you know, it, what it really comes down to is if the AAC is so bad, why does everybody want their coaches? If the AAC is so bad, why are they sending people to the NFL? If the AAC is so bad, why are they consistently putting guys out there that are in the national spotlight? So, you know, to me, it, it, it just it, it doesn't make sense. And, you know, if they have a down year like some of the teams, like I mentioned, have had this year, they go, see, see. But last year when the teams were pretty darn good and doing some good things, nobody wanted to talk about it. So it seems like it's an AAC problem that's a UCF problem because nationally people don't want to – they don't want to give respect to this conference and they don't want to give respect to this team in Orlando. Yeah, I mean – there's not much I could add on to what you just said because these are the same arguments that I've been tweeting for weeks. Is you know, if we're that bad, then why was Nebraska? Why were Nebraska fans going to UCF games with signs saying, "Please, Coach Frost, come save us"? And listen, have you looked at the job he's doing up there? He's turned it around. They scored 54 points this week. Nebraska's turning it around already, just like UCF did in year one. They're going to be amazing with Coach Frost and those guys. That's a great coaching staff that was in the American Conference. I mean, <laughs> what what other argument can I make to tell you that great coaches come from this conference? It's not just that group either. There have been so many that have been poached by Texas A&M, which would be Kevin Sumlin, and so many others that you can't even name them all that have all come from this brand-new American conference that's only been around since 2013. You know, Charlie Strong went to Texas from Louisville when he was there. So, like, I just don't get it how people are like, oh, the American's not that good of a conference. But every offseason, every November, when their teams are doing bad, there are games with signs begging our coaching staffs to come save them. So... I'm just tired of hearing it about this conference that's this conference that was always a BCS tie-in conference because it is what's left of the Big East. People seem to forget that. Why? Why don't we get the same money that y'all do? Because UCF is doing this whole 22-game run on $2 million when everybody else gets $60 million in the Power Five. How? Why? Do we not get the same advantages that you get, but... We're doing so much more with so much less, and you hate us for it. That's really all I have to say about it. 
That coming from Jason Lucas. Well, Jason, as always, I appreciate you, brother, and happy to have you on this morning. And uh, obviously a lot to say coming off of this. So we'll continue on the conversation here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. Jason, as always, I appreciate it. Yes, sir, Dan. Have yourself a great day. Go Knights. All right. Thanks, brother. That coming from Jason Lucas one more time here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Let's take a step aside here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, and we'll be back in just a moment to continue the conversation coming off of what Jason had to say and some of the thoughts that I have on that here in just a moment. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. Having peace of mind when you're out of town that your furry-loving friend is safe and sound means taking them to Canine Campground because we all know that when it comes to the love of our pets, it goes well beyond the call of duty to make sure they're safe and sound. Right, Lily? So take a ride to 242 Johnson Street in East Syracuse, New York and see Canine Campground and where your dog will be staying in the classic cabin, the executive cabin, the grand cabin, or of course the luxury cabin because if you know Lily, you know she loves luxury. Now you don't have to wait to the last minute to find a family member or a friend that'll take your dog for a few days. Call Canine Campground at 315-299-4013. That's 315-299-4013. Their drop-off and pickup times are Monday through Sunday. Check K9Campground.com for more information. That's the letter K, the number 9, and campground spelled with a K, dot com. K9Campground.com. When you're going out of town, bring your dog to K9 Campground. Consistency is, well, consistently hard to find. Unless you head to 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, the home of the Penn and Trophy Center, who has been serving us Central and Upstate New Yorkers, as well as beyond, for decades. The Penn and Trophy Center on 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, gives you an amazing and unique way to customize a memory today. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. Be it an Employee of the Month award, a sports award, something for your business, engraving for your family, your loved ones, anniversaries, birthday parties, and so much more, including remembering somebody who served in the military. Say it with the Penn & Trophy Center. 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York. The definition of consistency is Penn & Trophy. Browse their products on penandtrophy.com. That's penandtrophy.com. And call them for more information at 315-422-8797. That's 315-422-8797. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue, in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, 
is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Get Hilton quality service at the most affordable price at True by Hilton Camillus, located right next to Costco in Township 5. True by Hilton Camillus offers you their signature Top It breakfast bar with over 30 different toppings to personalize the most important meal of the day, all complimentary with your stay. For reservations and information, call 315-314-8676. That's 315-314-8676. True by Hilton Camillus. Hilton quality service at the most affordable price. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Proud to be here with you Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Hope that this show, this broadcast, Finds you doing well, finds you coming off of a great weekend, a fun weekend, an exciting weekend. And if it doesn't, if you had a tumultuous weekend, if you had a tough time, if you had a rough go at it this morning, whatever it may be, I'm here to tell you that it's going to get better. It's going to be more successful. It's going to be fun. It's going to be good. We're going to be great. You're going to be great. It's going to be awesome. So whatever you're going through, whatever's bothering you, whatever's on your mind, whatever's been difficult... Trust the fact that it will get better. Trust the fact that God is sending you a blessing right now in this moment that you don't even know about potentially. And that the people that you surround yourself with, the company that you keep, the things that you do, these are all within your control. So be around good people. Fill your life with good people. Fill your life with positivity. Fill your life with hard work, determination, effort, and enthusiasm. Fill your life with comedy. Laugh. Smile. And know that it's okay to cry. And it's okay to feel every feeling that you're feeling. Be you. And love it. Because this life, it's here one time. So if you don't enjoy it this time, there's no, I'll do it later. Enjoy it today. I woke up this morning, I'm looking at the sun outside, I'm like, I want to go to Beacon Skiff today. By yourself, Dan? Yeah. Why not? I want to go up there by myself. See, the thing is about the world that we live in, right? You know, they tell you, oh, you can't do anything by yourself. Oh, you can't go anywhere by yourself. Why not? Oh, you can't this, you can't. Why not? Well, someone's going to judge me. Someone's going to. Who cares? My life has been flipped upside down more times than I can count. And at the same time, my life is nowhere near as bad as some things that people have had to go through. So am I mad? No. Am I depressed? No. Do I look at my current state of being and say, oh, this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened to me? No. You have your moment of anger. You have your moment of strife. You have your moment of sadness. You have your moments of sadness sometimes. But ultimately, you come through it knowing that 
God is doing something in this world to make you better. And the curveball that he threw me recently, it's made me better. It's made me stronger. And it's opened doorways that weren't open before. I thought that I had what I wanted. I thought I had what was good. What I realized was it wasn't healthy. It wasn't positive. It wasn't giving. It was taking. It wasn't establishing a parallel to my drive and my determination and my want to. It was taking away from it. So just when you think you got it, you figured it out. Sometimes it changes. But that's okay. So my Monday motivation to you is to understand that you can only control what you can control. And the things that are out of your control, you need to let them be. Because no matter how you try to control them, they are not in your control. So to waste the energy trying to control something that you cannot control is exactly that. A waste of energy. A waste of time. A waste of resources. Focus your resources on what you can control. Focus your resources on what you can do. On what you can accomplish. And don't focus your resources on what you want somebody else to do. Because you can't control it. It's one of the hardest things to realize in life. Is when something is out of your control. Because no matter what you do, it's out of your control. But that's okay. And you need to know that's okay. And I need to know that's okay. We need to know that that's okay. These teams, they deal with this all the time. Some things are in their control, some things are not. Jacksonville Jaguars, the injuries, out of their control. In their control, Jalen Ramsey's attitude. He has control over that. Blake Bortles completing passes. He has control over that. Running the schemes. They have control over that. Mental toughness. They have control over that. Knowing the playbook. They have control over that. Conditioning. They have control over that. So you control what you can control. But the injuries. Can't control that. The attitude of Jalen Ramsey. Other players on the team. They can't control that. Only Jalen can. It's the truth. And Jalen said something this morning that kind of hit me here because I've been thinking in my head that he's not going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar for the four. I don't, I don't see him being a Jacksonville Jaguar in the foreseeable future. I feel like that decision could be coming sooner than later. And he so he sent out a message on November 7th, said, I appreciate you, big bro. Hashtag more than an agent. He wrote to his agent. And then he wrote this morning, like seven minutes into my show or a couple minutes into my show. He wrote this. Now it's two hours ago. He wrote this morning, when I'm gone from here, y'all going to miss me. I ain't even tripping, LOL. So he has already made the statement, when I'm gone from here, Y'all are going to miss me. Now, Jacksonville fans have responded. 
one of the fans, Enville Swindler 77, said, we lost without you and lose with you. Not going to make much difference, Slick. And I, agree, and I agree with that. And then it said, uh, and then he went on to say, no need to question my team loyalty. I've been a fan of Jags since 97. There's one thing to note here, Texan. The game is always bigger than the player. Everyone's replaceable from office secretary, CFO to a Hall of Fame running back in Pittsburgh thinking he's bigger than the game. And then uh, A Language Unique said, why even say something like that? What happened to the loyalty? And then somebody else was attacking Blake for that. And somebody's saying Blake's not that bad. The crazy thing about it is, you know, you start talking about Jalen Ramsey and then people want to talk about Blake Bortles. So let's see here. Yeah, the whole line here became Blake, 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 Blake. And then one of the guys put laughing my you-know-what off. Really, bro? Good thing you weren't on this FSU team or else you would have wanted a transfer, huh? And then Blake Andrew 8 on Twitter said, sounds like a leader to me. And then Danny Gann at Danny Gann, and this is all responses to Jalen Ramsey saying you're all going to miss me when I'm gone. Danny Gannon said, don't come to the Chicago Bears. We don't need you and we don't want your drama, church. And then let's see what else we got here. We were most likely sorry before you came here. We've been mostly sorry while you've been here. And we'll be most likely sorry when you're gone. It's not a huge deal. One person said, Jalen Jacksonville loves you. Please be here forever. One person said, Luke from Duval said, sounds like this man can't handle adversity. And then another fan, Swish41 underscore goat, has a gif of, of the, or gif, whatever, has a gif of the person, of, uh, of somebody saying, pay attention to me, which is true. Because that's what it always feels like when it comes to Jalen Ramsey, is that he wants somebody paying attention to him. And then uh, at Beach Bar Bortles said, how about instead of hating the city, you hold your teammates accountable for all the blown coverages and soft tackling? So a lot of people, another person has a gift that says, well, bye. And then as you continue, there's a bunch of Chargers fans saying that they want him there. Uh, Tennessee Titans fans want him there. Another person put up a gift that says, Bye, Felicia. And then another person said, NFL players come and go all the time. Why should you be any different? Uh, at Pretty Fit M- Mimi said, So disappointing to see. Another person, Allie32250, said, why do you say stuff like this? We've loved and supported you since the beginning. We don't need more divisiveness, Jalen. Please get it together and be thankful you have this wonderful life because your career could be taken from you in an instant. It's true. Another person put, this is the epitome of a cancerous teammate. Hope Jags get smart quick with this prima donna. True. Then a bunch of Titans and Chiefs fans kept saying they want them. The Rams want them.
Another another person said, you know you want to be in New Orleans. One day when you're a man, you'll be tripping at how petty you were. Best wishes is what Mike and Jack said. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Love it or leave it. Pennsylvania Jaguar said that. So a lot of these fans... Oh, somebody used the fat bastard gif that says boo-hoo. <laughs> That's awesome. So very few fans were like, you know, we need you stay. Most of the fans are either saying, come to my team, but then there's also a large majority saying, yeah, there's a large majority of fans that are like, you know what, just leave. So it's kind of all over the place. But there are a lot of fans that are just upset. You know, putting sarcasm out there that he's such a team player, that, you know, that he's not being a man. You're a grown man, act like it. This fan has loved you since your day at FSU. This is a weak, cheap shot. It's true. So a lot of people just over it. They're over the Jalen Ramsey drama. I'm reading it here live as we talk. So, you know, that's I'm just looking at everything that people are saying. That The fact of the matter is Jalen Ramsey likes attention, okay? He likes to be discussed. And I am not discussing him because of his like to be discussed. I'm not talking about him because I feel like, you know, to boost his ego or anything. I'm honestly talking about this because I'm sick of it. I'm talking about it because it's ridiculous. I'm talking about it because for the last 10 years, this being my 10th, I've covered the Jaguars on-site, on-location in some respect over the last 10 years, and I'll be there this coming weekend. And I'm just really sick and tired of the Jalen Ramsey show. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Does everybody love me because I'm lonely? I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. He's a Kardashian. That is all he is. He's a Kardashian that can kind of play football. And I say kind of because he's got his butt beat many times this year because he put a target on his back. I'm the greatest. Bah, 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 bah. No, you're not. Shut your mouth. Even if you are the greatest, shut your mouth. Okay? Humble. Humble wins the race. Humble. Not the guy that's out there. Oh, yeah, I'm so good. I'm so great. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to watch the Emmys and have somebody win the Best Actor Award and go, I'm the best actor because obviously they know me. They voted me Best Actor because who's better than me? The guys up against me suck. Who would who would listen to that? Who would appreciate that? Who would honor that? Nobody. Unless you're an idiot yourself. Jalen Ramsey is all about Jalen Ramsey all the friggin' time. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. And it's gone way too far. And if I'm Tom Coughlin or I know anything about Tom Coughlin or Doug Marone, this man has seen his he's seeing his last days in Jacksonville. Oh, if he goes with somebody else and he's really good, then the Jacksonville's gonna be look stupid. No, they're not. You don't want it in your locker room. Take it for somebody who's been in the locker room. They don't need it in the locker room. 
When they brought in Austin Safarian Jenkins, I said, okay, you're bringing in a guy who's got some trouble, and you're adding him to Jalen Ramsey. You don't want to keep having those things come in. But Austin Safarian Jenkins, the last time I talked to him, it had been mellow. Very supportive of Blake Bortles. Malik Jackson, who is an outspoken person, can also be respectful. And I love talking to Malik. Jalen Ramsey's a different bird. Jalen Ramsey is that guy that you have in the locker room that won't shut up, and he's negative, and he's selfish, and he's egotistical, which causes more guys who are kind of on the borderline of, do I want to be egotistical and selfish and ridiculous? Now, well, he's doing it. Well, now I can do it. So now it spreads like a virus throughout your locker room. And then it's who's on my side, who's on your side. I don't see him out there defending his receivers or the fellow corners or Blake Bortles or Tom Coughlin or Doug Marone or anybody, Todd Wash, nobody. I see Jalen Ramsey talking about, I'm Jalen Ramsey, everybody look at me, everybody look at me, everybody look at me, because I'm so lonely. This is the sign of a narcissistic person who has no self-love. That is what Jalen Ramsey is showing. Why do you think Jalen Ramsey's never been on my show? That's my choice. Because I don't like the circus. When I see him in the locker room and there's all these cameras around him, this, that, and the other, the day that he went off in the locker room, what, last year or the year before, I walked away. I saw the cameras there. I saw him like kind of like get really emotional, kind of like start moving around and stuff, put his head forward and whatnot, and the camera lights on him. And I was like, I'm not going over there. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to be around it. I just don't want to be around. I can't. Okay, I don't like negativity. I don't like negative people. I'm not going to be around it. It's stupid. It's ridiculous and it's stupid. Okay, that's the reality of it all. I don't want to see it. I don't want to know it. I don't have to be around it. And you don't have to be around it. We don't have to be around it. The Jacksonville Jaguars are not helped by Jalen Ramsey. The only reason why I think Tom Coughlin didn't get rid of him sooner is the fact of the matter of he's a good player. Well, he's a good player. He does a lot for us. Yeah, but now he sucks kind of, okay? This defense has lost its mind. They have the same talent they had last year, but all of the woes and the injuries and the this and the that and the other thing has led to a ripple effect of, eh, okay, we're not going to be that great. They don't need Jalen Ramsey. They don't need Jalen Ramsey when this team is winning. They don't need Jalen Ramsey when the team is losing. Case in point, the team is winning. They play the Pittsburgh Steelers. Malik Jackson says, Steelers overlooked us, said they wanted the Patriots. We're going to give them the Patriots on their couch. They can watch the game because we have to go play that game, but they can watch it. He took the locker room material and made something out of it. Malik Jackson said, how dare you overlook us? Now we're going to make you pay for it. Not even 24 hours after he said that to me, Jalen Ramsey says, we're going to the Super Bowl, we're going to win that B-I-T-C-H. The Jaguars went from using locker material to becoming locker material. They went from saying, you overlooked us, to overlooking somebody else. It took not even 24 hours, not even 14 hours, for Jalen Ramsey to give to another team what his team had been using as a benefit He took the medicine that was helping out of the hands of his teammates and gave the medicine to the other team. 
Hey guys, this is our recipe for success. You want it? Hey guys, this is something that really helped us get better. Do you want it? I was in Pittsburgh after the game in the hotel room. My buddy Jimmy, he's a massive Jaguars fan. And we see the, we're going to the Super Bowl, we're going to win that B-I-T-C-H. And I look to Jimmy and I go, I really hope this isn't the case, but Jalen Ramsey probably just lost them the AFC Championship. And he was like, yeah, <laughs> I could see that. And it happened. Jalen Ramsey is Jalen Ramsey. Talk, 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 talk. What was the point this going into the season? What was the point? Of saying, this quarterback sucks, this guy trash, this guy can't do this, this guy can't do that, I hate him. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? Do you realize that every single person that's tried to end my career, that my response has that I've jumped 10 steps higher? Do you understand that every time somebody tried to step in my way, God has grabbed me and thrown me up the mountain? To another mountain, to another mountain. Every time somebody tries to stop me, I get bigger, I get better, I get faster, I get stronger, I get more lethal. I level up every time somebody tries to take me down. So Jalen Ramsey, understand something. You're doing the same thing to the rest of the NFL. You respect no one. So why should they respect you? Okay, you don't shut down a player on every play. And even if you did, stay humble, young buck. Stay humble and hungry. Out of everything that I've done in my 15 years of my career, every single person that knows me can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that I have no ego. I have no look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. You know, that's the mentality. Some, oh, you're in the business uh, where you get to talk for a little. You're in the entertainment business because you want people to stare at you. You're in the entertainment business because you want people to talk to you and you want people to like you and you want people to look at you because you have no self-esteem. No, I'm in the entertain I'm in the entertainment business as a consequence of my desire to reach as many people as I can with a positive message in hopes that I can help the world. The whole being in the spotlight thing, that wasn't my purpose. It just comes with the territory. Whereas Jalen Ramsey wants to be in the spotlight. Good, bad, or indifferent, he wants people to pay attention to him, which shows me that he has no self-esteem or very little self-esteem and self-worth, self-awareness. Because people that are comfortable and happy within themselves are not begging the world to stare at them. They're, they're usually doing the opposite. Like you think pretty girls like to be gawked at. Pretty girls like to be, oh, baby, you come over here. Nah, 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 nah. No, they don't like that. Some of them do that have no self-esteem. The ones that have self-esteem are like, oh, my God, if I get one more guy, I seriously. <laughs> People who don't have self-worth and don't have self-esteem and can't tell themselves what they need to tell themselves to feel good about themselves, they seek the attention that Jalen Ramsey is seeking. I don't speak on this radio show or anything that I do because I want you to look at me, look at me, look at me, love me, show me that I care. I don't need that. I can't say the same for Jalen. I don't know him personally. Truth of the matter, fact of the matter, truth of the matter is, I'm probably never going to know him. Because I don't really want to. What he's doing to his team is disgusting. 
And I'm telling you that when you have one of those people in the locker room, your fringe players will eventually lean his way. The people who cannot lead and only follow, or decide, I shouldn't say cannot lead, decide not to lead, and only follow, because I think anybody can become a leader if they wanted to. They're going to start following him. The weak. The easily persuaded. The people that are on the fringe. A wide receiver who's upset with Blake Bortles. A running back who feels that this offense isn't working. An offensive lineman who's just tired of what's been going on. A defensive player who doesn't feel like it should all be on the defense. And he'll have his minions, and the team will continue to lose. Don't think that Jalen Ramsey isn't responsible for some of these losses. It's not all Blake Bortles' fault. And Jalen Ramsey could be perfect on the field, but his attitude in the locker room I've been in locker I've been in the Jaguars locker room for the better part of 10 years. Okay? I've been in that locker room when they're winning one game, three games, four games. I've been in the locker room. When this team is winning, Jalen Ramsey is still look at me, look at me, love me, somebody hold me. Can I have a baba? Do you have a cookie for for me? I'm a good boy. He's always been that way. He's always been that way. For as long as he's been in Jacksonville, he's been that way. So losing, worst thing that could happen to this team because now he's going to run his mouth more. So if I'm Tom Coughlin, I'm putting together a package now that's going to help me draft picks, players, whatever. Well, how could you get rid of a talent like him? Because he is a virus. He is a virus. And that virus is not going to help the team. Best season the Jaguars have had in over a decade. What did he do to it? He ruined it with his, with his mouth. He had to say something. And no, that's not the ultimate reason why they lost the game, but it sure as heck didn't help. So I think D- Jalen Ramsey's days in Jacksonville are numbered. I think for the health and safety of the team and the peace of the team, it's probably for the best. And I know it is for the best. And you could go find another talented corner. Okay? They found A.J. Boye. You can go find another talented corner. Jalen Ramsey is not going to help this team. He is not. He did not help this team when he said, we're going to the Super Bowl, we're going to win that B-I-T-C-H. He did not help this team in the preseason when he was, when he was slandering people. He did not help this team. He's not helping this team on the field right now. And even if Jalen Ramsey was the number one cornerback in the entire NFL, it's still not healthy. I'm not saying don't speak your mind. I'm saying be respectful. And know that the words that you say can affect the people around you and how you say things. I'm not saying don't be real. I'm not saying don't be you. I'm saying there are things that I want to say sometimes that I pull back and I go, is that the best thing to say? How should I work on this emotion? Okay. People that are emotionally stable and emotionally mature know how to say, I want to say these things, but I need to say this thing. Somebody like Jalen Ramsey, it's word diarrhea. And it's not good for anybody, especially the Jaguars. Let's take a step aside for the, for the final fast break of the show. We'll wrap up the show in just a moment.
This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. Get Hilton quality service at the most affordable price at True by Hilton Camillus, located right next to Costco in Township 5. True by Hilton Camillus offers you their signature sport court where you can enjoy basketball, volleyball, pickleball, soccer, lacrosse, and more year-round in their indoor facility. For reservations and information, call 315-314-8676. That's 315-314-8676. True by Hilton Camillus. Hilton quality service at the most affordable price. Gear up with the real deal at Drysig Apparel. Creating what people are going to see and learn about you before they even meet you. Gear up for what you need for your team, business, or event. To look professional, look good, and feel good, outfit yourself at drysigapparel.com. That's D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G apparel.com. The only place to gear up with the real deal. What's the universal language of a fan? Clapping your hands. With Fan Hands, the ultimate sports fan accessory, find your team color, slip them on, and start cheering on your favorite team with 11 different colors always in stock on FanHands.com, where you'll find the ultimate sports fan accessory. Real fans wear Fan Hands. Unica Pizza Company spells family. Your family. My family. Their family. The recipes that they have shared with each other throughout the years and have now been so gracious to share them with us. I can sit here and talk with you about all the great things that are on the menu. We'd be here forever. So let me say this. Utica Pizza Company is second to none. And now you can bring it home with you and you can dine in in the restaurant. UticaPizzaCompany.com will give you all the information that you need. And let me say, these Utica Greens... They're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call DT, always proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And just wanted to let you know very quickly here that Wake Up Call with Dan Satora for Tuesday, November 13th. Very excited about this. I will have the American I'll have coaches from the American Athletic Conference on the broadcast. I will also potentially be featuring, we're hoping to have him on the show, American Athletic Conference Commissioner Mike Oresco. So he'll be joining me as well as coaches from around the American Athletic Conference. We'll do the Ingredients to Success, proudly brought to you by Utica Pete's Company. And it's a Utica thing, so plenty of college football talk, more NFL talk, and so much more. You know we'll get some NFL in there once this Week 10 has concluded after the Giants have played the 49ers in what I consider to be one of the worst decisions Monday Night Football has ever made, but that's besides the point. We'll talk with you tomorrow on the show. Twitter at CallDT, Instagram at WakeUpCall underscore DT, and Facebook at WakeUpCall DT. I love you as always. Appreciate you so very much. Make sure you watch the videos of Facebook on Facebook Live and make sure you go see them by going to Facebook Live or Facebook.com backslash live now DT for the archive. You can also go to Wake Up Call DT on Facebook at Wake Up Call DT 
And you could go to youtube.com backslash wake up call DT. I'll be adding them there this week as well. Make sure you get your tickets to the Syracuse Stallions games by going to SyracuseStallions.com. That's SyracuseStallions.com and your upcoming schedule for the Syracuse Stallions, who are now 3-0, and winning their first road game ever in their history of pro basketball coming back to Syracuse. Won their first ever game, are 2-0 and at home, and just won their first ever road game, Syracuse at Scranton, 139-135. They're in Rochester on November 17th before they come home for November 18th against Lehigh Valley. That is their only other home game in November, so make sure you purchase tickets by going to SyracuseStallions.com for that November 18th game. Lehigh Valley at Syracuse at 7.05 p.m., and then they have three home games in December, three in January, four in February, and one in March as the Syracuse Stallions keep marching on 3-0 and to start off their history in Syracuse. Have yourselves a great day. Be good to each other. And Trivia is returning, hosted by yours truly, to the Central New York area when I start hosting Trivia on Tuesday nights starting this Tuesday, November 13th, at the Press Room Pub, 220 Herald Place in historic Herald Square in downtown Syracuse. Come see me for live trivia Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. at the Press Room Pub.